Welcome to episode 18 of the Credit Card BS Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm the UC Berkeley graduate that created and taught the university-sponsored course on credit card rewards. I'm here with my co-host, Sherwin. Hi, everyone. I'm Sherwin. I'm a Stanford student who's really into the credit card travel points miles hobby. First got into this about a year ago. Since then, I've gone on a lot of cool trips with my credit card points, and I'm here to share with you some of those tips and tricks I've learned along the way. Uh, The reason this podcast is called the Credit Card BS Podcast, as many of you may know, is because uh, B&S reflect the initials of the schools Sean and I attend, respectively, Berkeley and Stanford. But as Darwell, we put aside our differences today to talk about credit card rewards and travel hacks. So today's episode, free breakfast at hotels. Yes. Now, you might be first asking yourself, why do I really care about free breakfast at hotels, right? I'm just waking up probably on the side of a you know a roadside hotel, getting a couple pancakes. Why does this such a big deal to us? And to be honest, look, we're not talking about Holiday Inn, Motel 6, Days Inn breakfast here. We're talking about breakfast at high-end restaurants at five-star exclusive hotels. There's a really nice feeling of waking up in the morning at your super nice resort or whatever and going, oh my god, I don't have to go shell out 80 bucks for an overpriced buffet Or I can go to the local Starbucks and get a bagel and still pay way too much. It's nice to just roll out of bed, go to the fancy restaurant at your hotel, and not pay anything. So it's a really, really fun perk to have, and it can make your vacation significantly more relaxed. Yeah, I completely agree. This is really valuable, especially since oftentimes hotel breakfasts are really overpriced in the first place. So if you have access to some kind of elite status, which we'll talk about, that gives you access to the um, the breakfast that could be huge savings oftentimes it's not that hard to obtain these elite statuses as long as we have some of these credit card tricks up our sleeve which we'll also talk about and these can be hugely insanely valuable at um if you're talking about like really high-end resorts for example like um sean what is it the Andaz maui that has like Andaz maui yeah very nice breakfast um but very expensive and something most people probably wouldn't um, pay out of pocket for um, Sean can give you more detail later, but that, that's the idea of what we're going for. So, so generally, uh, the breakfast benefit um, can vary heavily based on the program, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But before we get to those, um, general distinction of a continental versus a full breakfast. Sean, do you kind of want to explain what that is? Yeah, so a lot of programs will you know, either offer you full breakfast or, or continental, and so it's important to know the difference. So continental, first of all, can heavily vary by property. So usually when a program states that they're giving you continental breakfast, it's supposed to be a minimum bar. So it could be better than this in theory. Usually it includes pastries, yogurt, cereal, and juice. You know, maybe it can include a little more, but usually that's the bare minimum for a continental breakfast. So it's not going to be like a full hot dish. It's not going to be an entree or anything like that, but it will be enough to give you a, you know, a reasonably sized meal. Like if you have some pastries and yogurt and cereal and whatever, that is going to be enough to where you'll feel full enough at breakfast to, you know, continue on with your day. But it's not going to be, you know, this big, massive plate of food or whatever. So the better version of this is full breakfast. So some programs offer complimentary full breakfast for you and maybe some guests. So usually this will include at least an entree, juice, possibly more. So this also, again, varies heavily by property, but you'll have, you know, some drinks at your at your table and an entree per person that is included under the breakfast benefit. And, you know, these entrees will be pretty sizable usually. And oftentimes at these, you know, properties that are supposed to offer you full breakfast, 
you'll either have like an entree and then maybe you'll get some sides with it. Maybe they'll give you some fruit or if the entrees are not that big, they'll give you some other food with it. So as a general rule, if a property is offering you full breakfast, it's going to be a more substantial offering than a continental breakfast. But again, it does heavily vary by property. Sherwin, do you have any, you know, uh, thoughts on this? Have you noticed any properties, you know, offering significantly more than continental breakfast, even though they're only supposed to offer you continental? Yeah, I think, you know, I don't have that much personal experience or looked into this Stisha paid attention that much, but I think generally like it's important to do the research beforehand to know what like you're going to get. And so there's no like um, surprise so that like you have the correct expectation going in. So that, that's just my general take. How about you, Sean? No, I, I think that's a good take. Yeah, just know what you're expect. Yeah, know what you're supposed to be entitled to going in because you don't want to be that guy that gets all mad because you didn't get the full breakfast when you weren't entitled to it to begin with. So just have reasonable expectations. Also with full breakfast is one other note. Oftentimes you may have buffet access as well as an alternative to ordering an entree, which that can be great because that can, you know, these can have like huge extensive buffets. So with that though, let's start talking about, you know, the four main programs, the four major hotel programs and the potential breakfast benefits that they offer. So starting off with IHG. So IHG stands for Intercontinental Hotel Group. They're not as talked about as some of the other major groups, but it's a very, very interesting offering here and they just revamped their loyalty program about a year ago so to get free breakfast at an ihg hotel you need diamond elite status which is their top tier now the easiest way to earn this and we talked about this in episode one of the podcast you should go check that out if you haven't yet is spending forty thousand dollars in a calendar year on one of the ihg credit cards so the premier the premier business i believe it is and if you spend forty thousand dollars a year on those credit cards you will be upgraded to diamond elite status which will grant you full breakfast at when staying at IHG hotels. Notice I said full breakfast. So the terms of it are supposed to be full breakfast for two people per room. And the one thing you should note is it, a lot, some other programs do this too. When they offer you full breakfast as one of your elite perks, it's not technically a default elite perk, if that makes sense. You have to select it at check-in. So what it is actually is you have a choice when you reach Diamond of having your welcome amenity at the hotel being daily complimentary breakfast for two people. And that will almost always be the best choice of welcome amenity. And so you have to actually remember to select that if they ask you. So don't just like zone out because a property may, you know, think you selected something else and then not want to give you full breakfast. So, and I I have IHG diamond status and I've stayed at two IHG properties so far with it, both intercontinentals in Asia. And I've been pretty impressed with the breakfast offering because I had full buffet access at both of the hotel restaurants. There was no tip or tax or anything like that. And I felt they were, you know, not being stingy at all. I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, you only could get this section or, oh, you had to order on this separate menu. It was like, no, whatever I wanted from the buffet, the whole restaurant was mine basically. And so I've had good experiences so far. Now, some, and this will be the case for other programs too. Sherwin, do you want to talk about how some brands with e- within each program have free breakfast for everyone and not just elites. Yeah, sure. So, for example, in, in the case of IHG, if you go to Holiday Inn Express, uh, Avid Hotel, Staybridge Suites, they're going to give free breakfast for everyone, regardless of your status. Uh, this may be good or bad news. If you don't have status, obviously, this is good news because now you have breakfast. But if you have status, this may not be great news. Because usually the free breakfast that are offered to everyone is not nearly as good quality. It's just like very standard stuff on like a very basic buffet that everyone 
can grab. So then, and you're not going to get like a better breakfast just because of your, your diamond status or whatever. So, um, that can be a disadvantage. So it just depends on the person. Um, but before we move on, I want to give a couple other pieces of information about this IHG breakfast thing. So as Sean mentioned, you need diamond status. So this does mean that if you bought like the intercontinental ambassador status, which costs $200 a year, unfortunately that doesn't come with the free breakfast benefit. You will have to have that diamond status. Um, and we talked about this before again on episode one, but you can earn diamond status by spending 70 nights in a year, but generally uh, both Sean and I think that's the less optimal strategy. You're better off spending $40,000 a year on the card. Now, is it worth spending $40,000 on the IHG Premier, the IHG Premier business card to obtain diamond status? Uh, we certainly think it's easier than doing 70 nights, but whether it's, pe- um, I mean, whether it's worth it depends on like how much you're going to stay at IHG properties, how much free breakfast you're going to consume. But it can still be a very good deal because if you think about it, the IHG credit cards offer 3x points on all base spend. So at a minimum, when you're spending $40,000, uh, you're already earning 120,000 points, which is worth at least $600, if not more, right? Um, and then you also have to take into account, uh, take into account the fact that when you hit $20,000 spend each year on IHG credit card, uh, you get a hundred dollar statement credit as well as ten thousand uh, bonus points. So that brings your total to one hundred thirty thousand points earned from that forty thousand dollars spend, um, with like hundred thousand hundred dollar discount on whatever fees you may have had to pay to reach that spend, or yeah, uh, you know, if you're reaching out organically, you don't have to think about that. But um, I'm just saying, do the math. It can be a reasonable value proposition. Sean, what do you think? Is this worth it? I think it is worth it for a lot of people. I think it's a pretty interesting proposition to have top tier diamond status with IHG for only spending $40,000 a year, which sounds like a lot, but you know, compared to a lot of these other programs, it's not very much. And especially with the fact that IHG is very competitive at buying their points on, on sale and then combining that with fourth night free to get heavily discounted IHG stays. And so if you're someone that's willing to pay cash for a lot of luxury travel, this can be a really, really, really powerful way to save a lot of money because you don't just have to, you know, pay cash at these hotels to rack up points, just buy the points on sale, get discounted stays for like half off or less, and then stack that with your diamond status to get free breakfast while you're staying. So I think it's really cool. Cool. Okay. I think that covers IHG pretty well. So let's move on to the next program. I can talk about it a little bit. So next one we're going to talk about is Hilton. Uh, Hilton's one of the more interesting programs because you actually don't necessarily need their top status. You can actually have their second to highest status and get free breakfast. So with either gold or diamond status, um, you'll get some kind of breakfast benefit. Um, and the easiest way to get these is not to stay, again, the number of nights as we talked about in our Hilton Hacks episode. Please go check that out. But rather to simply get the Hilton Honors credit card. So if you have the Hilton Surpass card or the American Express Platinum card, you'll get gold status and you will get this breakfast benefit. If you want diamond status, you can get the Hilton Aspire card. So... Again, really cool that you can get the top tier status without having to spend any nights just by holding the card, okay? Um, now, unfortunately, you know, there there's a drawback to this. So, like, the status is easier to earn, but the breakfast benefit, in our view, is not as valuable. And the reason that is is because in the U.S., you're only entitled to a dining credit for up to two people rather than, like, 
a full like free breakfast where you can basically order anything off the menu like Aishishi or Hyatt. Um, now it's going to depend on the level of property, but generally at the higher tier luxury properties, Waldorf, Conrad, Elks are, it's only $25 per person. Uh, so if you register two guests, that's going to be $50 per person. By the way, always register two people, even if you're staying alone. So you can make use of that full $50. Um, $50 might sound like a lot of money to spend on breakfast. Like normally I wouldn't spend $50 breakfast, but you've got to keep in mind like these places are already overpriced in the first place. So really $50, you can barely get enough food for breakfast. So, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's really not as strong as the other programs where you can kind of like order anything off the menu. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not very strong, especially, you know, at the fact that like Waldorf Conrad Alex are like $50 would, if you're lucky, cover breakfast for one person at these hotels, if you're lucky. So I feel like this is only really valuable, you know, for people that don't eat breakfast, like that, you know, would just want to skip the hotel breakfast. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you just don't eat breakfast and you want to use the dining credits somewhere else. Then it could be better. But even at properties where like a lot of properties are just gaming this where they're saying it's only usable at certain restaurants. So like notably Resorts World in Las Vegas, and I've talked about this before in our Hilton Hacks episode, they only let you use it at one like mediocre restaurant. So even though this property has tons and tons of amazing restaurant options, you can only use the dining credit at this one like random saloon style restaurant. And so it really, really weakens the program because it's just not, you know, that powerful. It's just not that much money when you're talking about hotel food. Uh, so yeah. one... one one thing I think I mean I guess yeah. if you like want to use it for lunch or dinner you can so I guess like that's a plus but to me it's still a big negative I really don't buy the argument that you know Hilton has tried to push like oh the dining credit offers our customers more flexibility you know I I think that's such a bad argument because it's just like so much less value than what you would get with the, the full breakfast definitely I think if they brought it up to like 35 or 40 bucks per person at the top to your properties then we'd be talking about a legit perk 25 bucks we're really like come on that's like just tax and tip i mean i think what they should do is if they really care about flexibility they should still offer full free breakfast as an option or you can take the 50 dollars credit for lunch or dinner i think that would be reasonable but that'd be awesome just yeah just one credit makes no sense but yeah continue yeah, so I was also going to say one thing that could potentially make Hilton an interesting program is that if you have diamond status, you do get executive lounge access at properties that have an executive lounge. So like that's just like a club lounge, right, where they have food throughout the day, they'll have drinks, they, they'll probably serve continental breakfast. So that's a way, you know, even if you have the dining credit, like that might not be as good. Uh, but of course, like internationally, you have, uh, the, di- the dining credit's only for properties in the United States. So internationally, you do have con- uh, continental breakfast. But having the executive lounge access is also nice because then you have a lounge with like drinks throughout the day and it's a way to offset your food cost even more than just a free breakfast because they'll serve kind of like light dinner at night and snacks throughout the day that can keep you full. Just one thing to be aware is that like the dining credit, hotels do game the executive lounge access. So I went to the Conrad Abu Dhabi and their executive lounge, which is obviously an executive lounge. That's what it is. Okay, they named it level 55 or 45 or whatever and they did that specifically so they didn't have to give diamond members access and it's complete bs because obviously it's an executive lounge it's the same thing they just put a different name on it and now elite members don't get an access so you have to be aware of that and so some properties will 
screw that up for you. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's kind of lame. So just make sure you read stuff online beforehand to make sure you have the right expectations. And of course, as with other uh, hotel chains, there are some types of properties that offer free breakfast for everyone, such as Embassy Suites, Hampton Inn, Homewood Suites, Home 2 Suites. Um, but of course, these breakfasts are not going to be as good as the ones that normally people have to pay for, um, but you can get with lease status. Okay, so should we talk about the next uh, hotel chain, Marriott? Yes, Sean, let's you go talk ahead. about Marriott. So to be eligible for Marriott's breakfast benefit, it starts at their platinum status, which is interestingly not their highest tier. It's kind of like their mid-upper tier. So the easiest way to get the status by far is by opening the Amex Marriott Brilliant card. It just automatically comes with platinum status just by holding the card. And if you do end up applying for this card and want to help support this podcast, please consider using the affiliate links in the description. It helps us out so much. But yeah, that's definitely the easiest way to get platinum status. Now, one thing I want to tell you about Marriott's breakfast benefits. So I have been in contact with NASA recently, and I've been doing a lot of emails and a lot of calls, and they've had their best minds on this. And they have told me that they still cannot figure out how Marriott's breakfast benefit works. <laughs> in all seriousness, now that you could actually like basically write a PhD dissertation on their breakfast benefit at this point. So there's like a whole matrix of different brands that provide it and what they provide and all this. As a summary here, so first off the bat, many brands are just straight up excluded from Marriott's breakfast benefit. Okay, so notably Ritz-Carlton, Edition, Bulgari, although Bulgari is not even really part of Bonvoy at all, so I guess that's fair. Ritz Reserve, Design Hotels, and Gaylord Hotels. None of those, you're entitled to any breakfast benefit at for elite status. Some may offer it out of kindness, notably like the Ritz Kyoto does offer that, but you're not entitled to it at all. Other brands only have dining credits. So at AC, Courtyard, and Moxie, you're entitled to $10 per guest, up to $20 total within the US, Canada, and Europe. If you're not within the US, Canada, or Europe, it's $10 max per night. Some brands, oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, I just think $10 is really sad. Like, what are you going to get? Like, a coffee and a muffin? <laughs> like, like these places are overpriced. Like, you got to remember. So, like, $10, you might as well not give it at that. I don't know. I think it's an insult to the people that are loyal to Marriott. I agree. Me. Like, especially for people that are like ambassadors. Imagine you spend $23,000 a year with Marriott, 100 elite night credits, and you show up to a courtyard in Asia and they give you $10 a night for your breakfast benefit. That's insulting. That is, yeah, you'd be lucky if you could get a muffin and a coffee for 10 bucks at one of these hotels. So, okay, so moving on, some brands, this gets a little better, give you lounge access when available. So if they have like a executive lounge, club lounge at hotels, but not resorts which is weird, right? This is this is even getting more confusing. So if there's no lounge at these brands, uh, you can get continental breakfast, but of course it does vary by by quality still. So like, I, I, so the brands, uh, basically it's rest of, like the rest of Marriott's full service brands. So like Luxury Collection, W, JW, Westin, Sheraton, like all the, basically the remaining of, of Marriott's brands, uh, except for the few that give breakfast to everyone, which we'll talk about in a second. But so at these, you'll have lounge access, guaranteed at hotels if they have a lounge but not resorts like city hotels but not you know like fancy resorts now again this can vary in quality though like if they don't have the lounge you get continental breakfast which varies heavily in quality so i went to the royal hawaiian waikiki which is supposed to be like the best hotel at least in marriott's portfolio on waikiki beach 
their continental breakfast is sad. It is ridiculously sad. I have seen Hyatt Place breakfasts that had more substance than their continental breakfast. So it, it varies a lot. And even with this, even with all this list, there are still specific property exceptions. So I don't have the list because it's so stupid. There's like 20 individual hotels that are in brands that are supposed to give you breakfast. But these specific hotels don't give you breakfast, which doesn't make any sense at this point. Why? I don't know why they're making it so complicated. I, I don't understand what the point that they're gaining from this is. It just seems like all it would do is make guests frustrated with this yeah. supposedly benefit that they're supposed to have. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, do you? I mean, I th- I also see agree. Logic? Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's needlessly complicated. I mean, my hunch is that the reason there are so many rules, exceptions, whatever, is that Marriott, as a brand, has like expanded relatively rapidly, and as they've acquired different brands, um, they've had to deal with challenges of like merging them into their loyalty program, and so it's really hard for them to standardize it. But I mean, still, for some things, I think it's kind of inexcusable. Like Ritz Carlton is like, you know, the the top tier crown jewel of Marriott. And the fact that you don't get free breakfast as an elite is puzzling uh, to me. It's not, you know, you know, if it's like some more like esoteric brand, I might understand. And they just like joined Marriott and they're still implementing stuff. I might understand. But Ritz Carlton's not having free breakfast is is quite puzzling. So. Uh, yeah, I think the Marriott breakfast benefit is it's better in some ways than other ones because like you like you can get full breakfast, but it's worse in some ways than that. Like, you know, whether it's some brands only giving you $10 or some brands not having breakfast at all or whether it's like the exceptions within the brands, like you're just not sure what you're going to get. And it's just, again, it's just like really complicated. So, I mean, Sean, do you think it's um, like worth it to like be pursuing platinum status basically at Marriott. Like uh, now though, the easiest way I guess is to get the Marriott uh, brilliant Bonvoy brilliant card from Amex, but that comes with a 650 annual fee. So, so, so is that worth it for most people? That's a good question. I think as much as like, I hate the, the whole breakfast matrix and all that, I feel like it probably is worth it for a lot of people because so the card 650 annual fee, you get a $25 a month dining credit that takes $300 off the annual fee. So you're paying $350 for platinum status and you get an anniversary 85k certificate night every year worth more than $350. I feel like that does, it makes sense for a lot of people, especially those that are just not willing to like cherry pick where you're staying, you know, to fit within this brand or whatever. Um, Because, you know, Marriott does have such a broad portfolio. It is nice to have that status of knowing like, okay. I could go to basically any city in the world and I could have decently high status and stay there. That That is a nice thing to have. And the card, you know, is so is, is pretty easy to maintain. It's not as easy like as the Aspire card or anything from Hilton, but it's good enough, I feel like. And it, it, it's I agree with you. It's frustrating. I, I feel like it's weird with Marriott because their platinum status kit, that's easy to get now because you have the credit card. There's no reason to actually go out and earn platinum status. You should just get the card for titanium status. There's really no main benefits that you get, which shows the next tier above platinum. I feel like it can make sense situationally for like the United Silver you get with it. So that's why I got well, it. I mean, the the, yeah. the another benefit of Titanium is that you get sweet upgrades at Ritz Carlton's, right? Because I, if I recall correctly, like you can get sweet upgrades as a platinum, but not at Ritz Carlton's. And then if you're Titanium, then you are entitled to those. Is that right? That is correct. So that is one other reason I did it is because I do 
with my point stand, a lot of it's Carlton. So I'm like, okay, it'd be nice yeah, to but not. You don't get free breakfast, so you don't get like, free breakfast. Exactly. It's like we're at a standstill again. <laughs> exactly. What seems absurd to me, like I understand from a company perspective, if Marriott doesn't want to provide significant benefits to platinum elites, because you get that with a credit card. Maybe even titanium elites, because you can still game it a bit. But ambassador elites. $23,000 a year you have to spend with Marriott, not even including the taxes and fees and 100 Elite Night credits. You can't give me breakfast at Ritz-Carlton's? Are you serious? Like, that is so insane to me that they're, you know, expecting people to actually attain this status and they can't offer the smallest, most measly benefit to people that are spending that much with the brand. I mean, do you, is this as absurd to you as it is to me? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is one of the reasons I haven't really gone into Marriott as much. Like, my family is most loyal to like Hyatt. We dabble in like Ice Cheer Hilton a little bit, but like I've just not been impressed by uh, these negative changes Marriott has made to your loyalty program. I again, I think a lot of it comes back to them expanding really quickly, acquiring too many brands. And, like, I'm not a fan of them like becoming almost so large that it's kind of like a, a monopoly kind of a situation and I'm, I'm speaking very broadly of course but that's just like my general impression like like when we're at the point of giving people ten dollars for breakfast for elise like i think my effort is better spent elsewhere so speaking of that we should probably go to our final uh hotel program that we should talk about which is world of hyatt so sean Definitely. So Hyatt, oh, thank God. Finally, Hyatt, the one we love. Hyatt's the best. Hyatt's simple. Hyatt's the easiest. So to get breakfast at Hyatt with on any reservation, you need either globalist status, which is their highest level, or the much easier way is to be on a guest of honor reservation. And so, okay, if you want to get globalist, the easiest way is to spend, well, okay, it depends on your situation, I should say. One of the easier ways is to spend about a, a bit under, I, I forget the exact math on this, but a bit under $120,000 on a Hyatt credit card in a calendar year. You earn elite night credits by spending on a World of Hyatt credit card. Enough of those will get you globalist. You need 60 elite night credits. Now, another easy way, easier, or ish, ish way, I should say, to get globalist is to spend 20 nights during a corporate status challenge. And these corporate status challenges, uh, they come around fairly often. All you have to do is enter in a corporate email that is from a valid company. They will send that email address a link to click to activate the promotion. Once you click the link from that email address, it will then be linked to your account and you will be able to do the status challenge just fine. And so, so that's you have to one do that in 90 days. So you have to say 20 nights in 90 days. So it's a shorter time period, but fewer number of nights. That's true. That's a very good point. And so that's for most people, that's probably the easiest way to get it. For me, that's how I got it. Sherwin, was that how you got it originally, or what was the... Yeah, the first it? year, uh, I, uh, my family did take advantage of this. I mean, 60 nights is just, like, a lot harder. Especially because if it also, like, that first year when you're trying to earn it, it's like you don't want to spend 60 nights not as a globalist. That ruins the fun. So this yeah, challenge is a really I good, mean, good way I mean, what did help me it. out is I had a friend book me some, like, guest of honor reservations during that time, which also counts toward at least seven. So I didn't feel like I was missing that much. Uh, That's a good point. And so real quickly, let me just explain guest of honor. So if someone is a World of Hyatt globalist and they gift you a stay with their points and book the stay in your name, that is going to be considered a guest of honor reservation. So it's still the reservation of the person that it's being made for. Like it still shows up in your account. 
you get the elite night credits and, and all that. But because it was made from a globalist account to your account, you still get full globalist benefits on that. And that's a really, really nice way. If you have a friend that's a globalist, you know, they can just make you guest of honor stays. So it's not as, you know, difficult yeah. to get that status. Yeah. So the, the general idea, Haya, is for globalists, you get full breakfast, including tips. So you, you don't have to pay extra gratuities um, for up to not only two adults, but also up to two kids as well per room. So that's like pretty insane value, especially at some of these places where the breakfast can be really expensive. Um, you know, there's like the exception is if the hotel has an open club lounge, um, then you can have the breakfast at the club lounge instead and you'll have access to the club lounge as globalist and you won't necessarily get a separate uh free breakfast so sean what do you think like do you think the like what's your experience with like the quality of the like club lounge breakfast as opposed to like the free breakfast from the the restaurants in the hotel yeah i feel like yeah it of course the breakfast served in a club lounge isn't going to be as high quality as restaurant breakfast but me personally i will pick a club lounge over a restaurant breakfast in the sense because I have access to that club lounge then through the rest of the day so I can go and get drinks and I personally I drink a ton of carbonated water and when you're like international or you're like in Hawaii or something and you want carbonated water like I don't want to go to the grocery store and buy like three boxes of it and carry it back so it's nice that I can just run to the club lounge and get it so having it like snacks and drinks and stuff it's it's a really nice convenience and it can actually help save you a good amount of money on your travel so personally I take a club lounge but the, you know, the breakfast quality itself in the lounge versus the restaurant won't be as good, but still sufficient for sure. Yeah. Have you been annoyed by like the huge number of properties that like have not opened their club lounge, even though like, I mean, a lot of them closed during COVID-19, but you know, it's 2023 and a lot of them are still closed. Yeah. It has been annoying, it, you know, especially at some of these ones that'd be like really fun to try out. I'm surprised that None of them have done. It must, of course, just be like a cost-cutting measure. I'm trying to remember on the top I'm of my head. I'm almost certain that like a lot of these properties do it on purpose because like it's the club lounges probably aren't super profitable for them, so they might as well like use the pretext to keep it closed. That's what I'm thinking too. And I have visited a property, an interesting one, like the Hyatt Regency Dubai Creek Heights. So their club lounge was technically open, but they weren't serving any food. So it was kind of nice because I wouldn't to go up there. You, know, you can still hang out there. I still was able to get some drinks from the refrigerator there, but they still served full restaurant breakfast for free huh. because, you know, since their club lounge wasn't like really open. So that was nice. A, w- a cool way to like double dip there. Yeah. And keep in mind, um, if you're at a Hyatt place or Hyatt house in the United States, uh, they serve free breakfast for everyone. So, yeah, good news if you're not a globalist, but I guess if you're globalist, then maybe bad news because you're not entitled to better breakfast than everyone else. Definitely. Yeah. I've always, that's why I kind of want to avoid these, th- those properties, especially in the U S cause it's like, I feel like I'm not getting my free breakfast and it's like, yes, oh sure. I am getting breakfast, but like a Hyatt place or house breakfast is not going to be comparable to even like a Regency full breakfast, like not even on the same level in, in the United States at all. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. fair. But I mean, again, the rules are different outside the U S for example, when I was at the Hyatt place type pay, um, they had a, a breakfast in the hotel but it's not free for everyone however they did give globalists uh free access to that uh, breakfast buffet and it's like a lot better than like a hyatt place breakfast in the u.s it's like a really legitimate uh, like full breakfast uh that's um 
honestly better than some of the higher regency breakfasts I've had in the U.S. So it, it depends on property. Make sure you do the research beforehand and, and don't make assumptions, especially if you're not in the U.S. Definitely, yeah. Like, you know, especially when you're Asian stuff, although a lot of the food quality of, you know, free breakfast or just any of that will be significantly higher. Now, I think we should, yeah. as a final note here, talk about like alternatives to elite status. So some of these programs, it's very easy to get the status, notably Hilton and Marriott. All you need is a credit card and you can have top to very, you know, pretty good tier status. But let's say it's not for you or let's say you do want to go to like Hyatt's and IHG's, but you can't earn the status and you can't do guest of honors. What's an alternative? Now, if you're paying cash, okay, this only works for cash stays, you can book through a preferred partner. So some famous ones are American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts, which you have access to the, with the Platinum or Centurion card, Hyatt Privé, which it works only for Hyatt, of course, but is you know free for anyone to use. You just have to find a Hyatt Privé travel agent. And these programs will give you additional perks on your stay. So the rate you're booking is identical to whatever the standard rate is for the hotel at that time which could be very, very marginally more expensive. You know, not not very much more, but sometimes could be way more. Now, the benefits, though, can be very nice. So you'll get usually full breakfast for two people per night. You'll have a cat- one category upgrade, which the specifics of which depend on which preferred partner you're booking with. You'll have 4 p.m. checkout, uh, maybe a few other perks, but it's a really nice way to get some elite status benefits without having elite status. But the problem is it doesn't work for point stays. So if you're staying somewhere like the Maldives and you want to use your points and, you know, get these benefits, you can't stack it with these preferred partners. These are for people that are dumping serious cash on these hotel stays. So Sherwin, do you think it's worth it for people to do Hyatt Privé, MXFHR, things like that? I think there's a number of factors to consider. So, you know, if you have the Platinum card, for example, uh, you know, you could definitely use to find hotels and resorts because they give you like a $200 credit each year. Uh, so like you, you kind of want to use that. Um, additionally, they usually give you some kind of property credit each time for like hundred dollars, but that's per stay rather than per night. So if you're doing like a shorter stay, it may actually make sense to book that rate to take advantage of that credit, even if the rate is slightly higher. But if you're doing like a very long stay, then it may be harder to justify. Uh, that being said, having that free breakfast is really nice. It's usually like $60 or so, or it's like for two people. Again, depends on the property. Should double check. Um, also, like if you book through some of these um, travel agent partners like Hyatt Privé, Hilton Impresario, um, etc. Um, you can often give the travel agent your Hyatt or Hilton or whatever loyalty number. Um, and they'll stack with your benefits. Now, it won't quite duplicate. So, so duplicate so like if you're a Hyatt globalist um and you book through Hyatt Privé you know they will recognize you as both as a globalist and Privé but you're only going to get one free breakfast one side of free breakfast um but uh, you, you know you can get both the like the globalist suite upgrade kind of benefit as well as like for example the $100 property credit for Privé and yeah, so you can kind of like stack those together. They usually earn points. Your status will be honored. You usually earn late night credit. So this isn't just like booking through some random third party like Expedia or the Chase Travel Portal where you won't get your status on it. It's kind of more like directly recognized by the program. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Yeah, like I never recommend booking through third parties like Expedia or, or Travel Portals. These are the only kind of third parties, not even fully third parties, to be honest, that I, I recommend booking with because, you know, they are recognized as direct bookings really so it's really nice now Sherman like in your experience overall just like with hotel breakfast like what has been 
you know, what do you, what is your strategy? Because for me, like, and I think a lot of people in this points game, especially at these like high end resorts specifically, is you know what I'll do is like when I was in the Maldives and stuff, I'd eat the biggest fattest breakfast I could and just stuff myself because it's free, and then I would skip lunch and then I would eat dinner. So you can eat two meals per day, and it's a nice way to help help you know offset the cost because at these expensive resorts, food is so so expensive. Yeah, I think. I totally think that's a good strategy, especially if you're in the Maldives when things are really expensive. I will say I have found myself skipping lunch too if I've had a really big and good like free breakfast from a hotel. But usually it's not like I've, I intended to skip lunch as a strategy. But rather that like I was literally so full after this breakfast that like I cannot eat lunch like like physically cannot do so, right? So... <laughs> It's a different like intention going in, but like I agree, it is a viable way to think about it. Um, I think we should close out with like some examples or stories or anecdotes of tell free breakfast. Anything memorable for you, Sean? Yeah. So I the most memorable on the top of my head, or yeah, one is at the Andaz in Maui. So my girlfriend keeps talking about this, how much she loves this breakfast, how much we want to go back. Andaz in Maui has an amazing globalist breakfast bread. So it's like a it's a buffet. But you can also do like, you know, eggs ordered and stuff. And it's just the food is so high quality. It was such an extensive buffet. It felt so fresh. It's like outdoor dining. It's so nice. And, you know, when you get that, they give you the check, you, like just to sign it. And, and it says on the check after gratuity, they add a gratuity in there automatically and tax and everything. For two people, it's $120. So I was saving or, you know, getting in value $120 her night that I was there for this amazing breakfast. Like that's insane. I couldn't, I would not pay that. There's no way I'm going to pay 120 bucks a night for breakfast, but having the status allowed me to eat at the hotel without having to go out and, you know, get the rental car and find some other breakfast place or, you know, hoard some food in the room and, and kind of be hungry. It's like, I just, I roll out of bed. I relax. I eat this amazing breakfast. I think some of the other, I'm just trying to think like my most memorable Stays. I know like this isn't really a free breakfast status benefit, but I do want to talk about it at six senses Maldives. My God. Oh my God. That was the, that's the most amazing breakfast bread I've ever seen. What was so cool about it. A lot of these hotels, especially these like city hotels, they'll have these big expansive buffets, but it feels like kind of fake. Like, you know, they didn't freshly bake the croissants. You know what I mean? Like they, it, it's pretty, it's nice. It's good food, but it's not like amazing. But like at like six senses, my God, like everything was like freshly made. There wasn't one thing in the entire spread or that you could order that wasn't like literally just like pulled from the tree or whatever. That was like the best food I've ever had. You know, it's, it's and that wasn't even a free breakfast like status thing. Like I just had that because all guests at six senses land will get free breakfast, which I think is, is a really, really cool touch. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess for me, I'll share three quick uh, stories that I think are interesting about free breakfast experience. Uh, first one is uh, when I was at the, I forgot the uh, the Palace Hotel in in San Francisco, uh, which uh, we booked using American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts on our Platinum card, mostly to take advantage of that two hundred dollar credit and hundred dollar. But um, it came with a sixty dollar breakfast credit, and uh, we we went to that to a restaurant and we ordered these these pancakes, and these pancakes cost thirty dollars per plate, and you know I've never spent. Thirty dollars for for pancakes, but uh, you know we had the six dollars for breakfast we had to use. We were like, why not? And oh my goodness, these were like literally the best pancakes whole world. The, the way they made them, like 
just super crispy on the outside, but the inside was like really fluffy. I don't know how else to, to describe it. Like I've never had a pancake like that, literally. Um, here's another story. Uh, I was at a Thompson, again, I won't name which one. I actually talked about this earlier in my in the Hyatt Hacks video, so I'll just briefly go over it. Uh, and we were enjoying our breakfast. We told our server that like we were globalists, so everything should be comp. She understood. And then she, and what she started doing is is like every time we order something, she would upsell it. Oh, do you want eggs with that? Do you want a bowl of fruit to go along with that? That cost like $14. Do you want an extra latte, which would have cost $8 or whatever? Because uh, she knew we weren't paying for it anyway. And then, and then literally like the stuff just like added up so quickly. And the, the bill was like 130 something dollars. For three people, it was absolutely insane. But luckily, we were globalists, so all of it was taken care of. I thought it was cool. I mean, my hypothesis is that uh, she's trying to increase the amount of things on the chat. Like, she literally did record every single thing uh, that, that was added. But my, my guess is that she added all of those things because she got a fixed gratuity of, like, 20% based off of um, the subtotal uh, from that meal. So by like increasing the things I went on the check, even though we weren't paid for it, it kind of helped her out. So I, I thought that was a, a really funny system. Uh, okay. And then the last story I'll share is that um, I, uh, I took a trip with my grandparents and my cousins. And what we ended up doing is we booked um, those two rooms as guests of honor. So they enjoyed globalist benefits. And then our room was also, um, you know, we booked it from our globalist account. We basically have three rooms uh, as globalists. Now, remember with Hyatt, they are very generous. You get full free breakfast with two adults and two children per room. So if you do the math, I'd say maybe about like 10 people got free breakfast for multiple nights from one person having status. I think that was really cool. And props to Hyatt for having not only a generous breakfast system of two adults, two children, but also a, a good guest of honor um, the, and there, there was nothing wrong with how we did it. Like it was completely legitimate and within the terms, I think it just speaks to how awesome of a loyalty program Hyatt is. So those are my three quick stories. Those are awesome. Yeah. And I, I agree. Hyatt, that's what makes Hyatt so cool is you can give people your, your status. I booked five rooms for my player too on, on her family trip. They're going to Bali for a few nights. And so they're, you know, five rooms at the Ilila Mangus. It's like 50% of the hotel or sorry, 10% of the hotel almost of like their room capacity and they're all going to get free breakfast there just by me having status. Like they didn't have to do anything for it. It's amazing. So I think we, we should close out now. So if you did enjoy this episode and you want to help support the podcast, please, please, please consider using the affiliate links at the link in the description. You have no idea how much it helps us out. Seriously. It like means a ton. And please also give this video a like for the YouTube algorithm and consider subscribing to the channel as we continue to grow. Yes, and also, if you are interested in award travel, credit cards, etc., we have a Discord channel, or Discord server, rather. Uh, link in the description below. It's completely free. We don't try to sell you anything. Connect with, like, really smart people that know all the tips and tricks in the niches. Both Sean and I are pretty active on it. Um, yeah, and you'll learn a lot completely free, so uh, please go check that out. Awesome, yeah. We will see you next week.